It was really kicked off by our um, current um, Deputy Vice-Chancellor, Professor Philip Plowden, who joined us a couple of years ago with a background as an equality and diversity lawyer. Um, and he said, OK, we're beginning to understand some of the, 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 the facts and the data at Derby, but what are we doing about it? So he um, initiated a piece of desk-based research initially, um, which I did, where we looked across the sector, internationally, nationally, and at Derby, for what was best practice um, and research into actually what works. We joined the Higher Education Race Action Group, which some of you will be aware of if you're not actually members of, um, which is very helpful, very supportive um, peer network, and contacted other staff in universities, uh, also looking into similar issues through networks such as RAISE, and again, some of you may be members of RAISE or at least be aware of it. A huge influence on our thinking was the Disparity in Student Attainment Project work, um, and it's great to have Deborah here as a key part of that. Um, Gurnam Singh from Coventry, um, Deborah and Glynis, cousins from Wolves, uh, were a great friend to the project um, when, when we started out. And we, we came to visit you and you came to talk to us and we learned so much from that piece of work. Um, that, there's a lot of information still up on the website of the DESA project that some of you might be aware of. So we were conscious that we had a very diverse student body but also that there is no one student experience. Every student brings their own experience, and that is a very, very different thing and personal to them. One of the things that we learned um, from the DESA project, that there is no one answer, there's no one solution. I mean, you're probably aware of this. There's no magic bullet. And we decided that what we wanted to do was take a post-racial, inclusive approach, or, or a series of approaches, um, largely on the advice of, of, of Gurnan, who came and talked to us very persuasively about that. So we put together a suite of different strategies, um, including uh, uh, teaching and learning resources for staff, re-looked at our communications for our student body, did a lot more work on the data. I mean, you could, I could really get buried in the data. Um, in fact, at one point I was told to <laughs> stop looking at the numbers because you can just cut it so many different ways. But we looked at it by program, by module, by BME, by non-BME. Uh, by individual student, uh, lots of different ways we can actually look at it. Um, Philip actually started doing health checks, program health checks, with program leaders on an annual basis, where he would have one page of A4, and it was all the key sort of indicators about that particular program. And within that, there, he started including um, the attainment, the good honours attainment for BME and other students, uh, really to show a, to show a spotlight, throw a spotlight on it to really help staff focus. Um, on, the, um, on the data, and staff were quite often surprised and, and challenged by the, this information because it wasn't always what they were expecting to see. Um, so we knew that we needed to challenge our assumptions about what that actually meant and, and what, that actually, what the impact was for Derby about that. As I said, we said we wanted to take um, an inclusive approach, something that all students would benefit, but some students would benefit disproportionately, and that's exactly what we found. Um, I mean, I, I, I love this, this, um, this cartoon, you know, the little boy on the, the left here, can you please shovel the ramp to get the snow off, and the caretaker's saying, all oh, these other kids are waiting to use the stairs, uh, when I get through shoveling the stairs off, I'll clear the ramp for you, and the boy said, you shovel the ramp, we can all get in. And that's pretty much the approach that we wanted to take, so it's about being very inclusive, so all students would benefit, but certain students would benefit disproportionately. 
So the Derby approach was the creation of a set of resources for staff, which we call the Practical Recipes for Student Success. And I think you've got some copies of the, this is a poster that we prepared, it gives you a bit of an overview of some of the, um, some of the interventions. Now one of the things that we found was that we didn't want to be too prescriptive with staff about what they could and couldn't use. We wanted, we were conscious that every subject area may need to take something different from the resources. Um, we wanted it to be one side of A4, so it's quick and easy for busy academics to say, I really like to do something about academic writing, I need to do something about digital literacy, I need to do something about unconscious bias, I need to do something about internationalising the curriculum. But then if they wanted further information on the, uh, the resource that we put up for them on the WordPress blog, uh, there were actually all the research that we pulled together, the links to the DESA project and further reading. So staff could go into things more deeply if they wanted to. We were also quite clear that these one sides of A4 were to be uh, co-created by staff, to be used with the right language for their students. So we weren't being rigid. We are saying, here's a template for fit to submit, um, which gives your students the opportunity to think about, you know, have you kept the word count, have you got the right academic tone, have you checked it back to the learning outcomes. But alter it, put it into the language that you already use with your students so it's meaningful to your students. So we're quite clear with staff, we wanted them to, to, to sort of change, um, change these interventions to be, to be suitable. And one of the things that came out of which I wasn't expecting is staff are taking that further now. So staff are saying to us, um, well, the fit to submit, you know, okay, we started using that, but we've tailored it for each individual piece of assessment that we're doing, and it's really making a difference. That's one of the things that, I mentioned that one, because it's one of the things that's been most successful, I would say, um, in that it's very transferable across a range of, um, range of subjects. <coughs> but there's lots of other things that we did, apart from the, the actual resources for staff. Um, we also looked at the transition and the impact of transition into university and some of the anxieties that students may have um, around that. Started looking at you know, how can students be involved to co-create their own experience? You know, how, do we, how do we know that we're getting it right? Are we, you know, can we work with them to perhaps um, rewrite our module um, outliers for us or, or perhaps rewrite um, our curriculum, rewrite our assessment strategies? to actually get students at the heart of actually shaping um, that, that, that side of the academic curriculum. We're also just beginning to look at students as mentors, um, and not just with regard to employability, but mentors in like peer mentoring um, on the course. Uh, so the transition pedagogies was really important, uh, and a lot, of, uh, a lot of data crunching as well. So as I say, uh, the individual packs are downloadable as Word documents, so they can easily be changed. Um, we encourage staff to use the, the blog to feed back where they've used the interventions, because one of the challenges that we've, we've had uh, is that we started out with a nice piece of action research, you know, we'll trial this, see if it works, and if it doesn't, we'll park it, and we'll try something else. But this is on a, an open WordPress blog, and academic staff are just, just using it, and I don't know who's using what. So in a way, you, you know, we're sort of saying it's a bit difficult for us to actually track. We only know at the very top level what the impact has been, um, which has been uh, one of the trials. With the data, uh, one of the things that we found was that we were looking at the data, if we want to compare ourselves to other universities, 
we were looking at the data as um, in the HESA return, as returned in the HESA return. So that gives a consistent population year on year, and we could compare ourselves nationally across the sector and with other institutions. But it didn't give us <coughs> the richness and the depth that we wanted. Um, for instance, there's no ethnicity um, against overseas students. So what we started to do was begin to look at the data for our purposes, not just the data for the external drivers, not just the data as HESA wants it, but what do we want? What's useful to us as an institution from what we know about our students? So we started looking at the good honours data taken internally, which allows some attribution of the, um, the ethnicity code to overseas students. It allows a deeper analysis of trends within the University of Derby and gives us that year-on-year um, -year, uh, consistency of reporting. So, given that it was not just press but a range of factors, um, thinking about the good honours, this is what we found. So when we started the project in 2011-12, the BME attainment of good honours was 35%. We've got one in five of our students define their ethnicity as BME, and 61% of non-BME students. We set ourselves some targets over here that we've already reached. So we've seen an uplift from 35% to 52%. But as we thought, we've also seen an uplift from the non-BME students from 61 to 66. This is where all the students are benefiting, but the BME students benefiting disproportionately. So we've closed the attainment gap from 26%, which was not unusual across the sector at that time, to 14%, which is now well below the national average. But of course, we're chasing a moving target because all students are benefiting from the approach. Ideally, we'd like to get to zero. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to continue the sort of the trajectory that we're, we're currently on, but um, we're just at the moment beginning to uh, think about target setting for these, uh, these other years going forward. So, I thought I'd just run through um, a, quickly a list of activities that, that we did. We actually found helpful, some like a top tips for what, what worked for us. Uh, may not work for you, but they worked for, they worked for us. And these are the things that we, we basically did. So it's really important to get buy-in um, from the management and get management drive from senior staff, especially from executive, um, if possible. And particularly if they can do that detailed health programme check, if they can throw a spotlight with the programme teams on the data, that the staff may not otherwise have, and drive them towards the project, drive them towards uh, the interventions that, that might make a difference. <coughs> uh, continue to do research and learn from the, the sector, from best practice across the sector, not just within the UK, but internationally as well. There's a lot of really good stuff in South America and Australia. Um, working very closely with the data team, I think they have become my best friends now, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Shock staff with the data on student attainment, but don't just leave them to deal with it. Don't just say, do you realise this? Go off and do something. Do you realise this? And here's a whole suite of resources that might help you. Um, providing a supportive set of resources geared for busy staff. So, as I say, you know, one side of A4. Um, every intervention is no more than one side of A4, provided in a variety of formats and easily accessible online. We also put together um, packs of what we call the recipe book, um, so that staff can easily share it. When we run symposiums or staff training, we have handouts we give to people, so they take it back to their office and go, have you seen this, have you seen that? They can flick through it. It's not just online, it's in hard copy as well. We've been hosting events where staff can showcase how they've used the interventions and share that with other staff as well, so they can showcase their activities and share their best practice. 
getting staff to think about the whole student experience, not just what happens in the classroom, what happens um, around the classroom as well. So it's, we're, we're just starting a piece of work where we're, we're tracking the student journey uh, sort of completely. So it's the whole student experience that's important. Find out what students are really thinking, not just from surveys, not just from the NSS, but what's really happening to our students with observation, with shadowing, and with other focus groups and other ways. Um, a project assistant uh, has worked with the project, a 12-month placement that I've talked about before. Um, get hold of all the available sources of information that there currently is to understand what really matters to the students and what they find difficult or confusing. Because stepping into university is a scary thing sometimes for some people, particularly for first and family. But what can we do to try and debunk and make things a bit easier for students um, coming forward? So working closely with the team responsible for student communications. Uh, developed with them an online pre-arrival resource so that uh, we'll be able to address those questions which help students orientate themselves, not just on their programme of study but also with regard to practical matters. Um, how to get around campus, what time do I need to turn up, do I need to bring a jumper, all those sort of basic questions that are actually really important to students. Put yourself in the, sho the shoes of the student and try and think through what their experience is. Um, Design resources with all types of students in mind, but if you particularly design for the people who are on the edges, the outliers, then the mainstream will be, will be fine generally. Be prepared to work with staff to find out what they can take from the project. Don't direct them to one particular thing or another. It's very much you know, what works for you in your, your particular context, your particular subject area. Get them to tailor the interventions as necessary. Um, work very closely with the university governance as well. So we report into the Equality and Diversity Committee, which is chaired by a different DVC than the one who chairs our steering group. Um, we also report into the, equality, um, the, the Race Equality Group um, within our university. But I'm also constantly chasing um, faculties and colleges to say, you know, can I come and talk to your quality team? Can I come and talk to your um, staff away day? Uh, you know, really getting out there and, and pushing the project as far as possible. And very much engaging the students' union with all aspects of the work is, is absolutely crucial. Um, and we've had a, a standing place on the steering group uh, for a member of students' union since its, its, its inception. That's been, um, that's been a, a really useful thing to do. So, what next? Um, so I think I've mentioned some of the challenges we have have been around sort of disseminating the project. Um, I'm still finding um, staff in Derby who, who don't know about it. Um, had a question from, well, we've been focusing on undergraduate first and two ones, but I had a question from an HND uh, programme leader the other day who said, oh, I don't think I've got a problem, there's a problem in my area, it's absolutely fine. And I said, well, have you actually looked at your data? And he said, well, no, because I don't do the programme health checks, you know, I don't need to, I'm sure it's okay. Well, let me have a look at it for you. A significant number of BME students and non-BME students in this HND programme. And interestingly, uh, pass marks are about the same, merit marks are about the same, 10% difference when you come to distinction and that mirrored something we found. We did a piece of work where we looked at every individual module result and cut it by BME, non-BME and we found that generally BME students were just not getting the top grades and were not getting the higher grades. This is why they were not getting the first and two ones. So it was, his eyes were open through that because he hadn't understood, he hadn't realised um, that that was the, the situation of this particular programme. So as I said, the project uh, can be seen to be out of control, it's gone viral, it's rippling out there, but I'm not going to complain about that. Um, 
there is, as I said before, you know, it's more than action research. This is about trying to, to change an entire institution. So there's no end to this piece of work. It's going to be ongoing and it's going to be continual. We're still looking for more suggestions for the, the PACs. Um, we're looking at things like um, managing expectations, uh, resilience is a, is a big one at the moment. What are the characteristics of successful students? How can we hold a mirror up to students about the characteristics of successful students? Some of you will be familiar with the work of Graham Gibb, who's done some, some research into this area. Thinking about how else can we actually assess the impact, um, looking more closely at things like um, progression, retention, um, and applications as well. How can we get, you know, what actually happens to the number of students who apply, the number of students who actually come come to us as a, as a first choice. So, looking for feedback on the usefulness of the existing PACs as well. And I would just say that this, this press resource is, is open source. Um, I've got, yes, on the next slide, got time for questions, but at the bottom here, uh, press, it's uodpress.wordpress.com. So it's, uh, it's open source for everybody to, to use if you want to, to have a look at it. Um, I think it's also bearing in mind that the, the resource itself isn't the only thing that we're, we're doing as an institution to try and make a difference. It's all these other things I've been talking about as well, but um, that, that set of resources is, uh, is available for anybody to, to have a look at. And it's also got all the further reading and further research in there too, if that would be helpful to you. Um, and I'll just go back to questions. Cause I... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's is that great. okay? Thanks so much.